Hello, Husker fans. This is the second installment of Big Red Roundtable, a panel discussion about all things Husker football that's fueled by an assortment of beverages and features the unholy alliance of two podcasts, namely Scott and I from Generation Red and the Cousins 3, Justin, Derek, and Tyler from the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. Well, guys, glad to see you guys again. It's good to be back on the stream with you, and I'm really looking forward to the less cluttered list of topics we have tonight. How about you guys? Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but first, got to get this in. There you go. I was I was waiting. I, I tried to give you space, but apparently you didn't catch the cue. <laughs> had to finish that yingling first. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, now we're on to the hydration beer. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, when, uh, when I say less cluttered, that means that we have three topics tonight instead of six like last month, because last month, well... I think we tried to tackle a little bit too much, and we might have missed a couple tackles along the way, even though we podcasted for dang near two hours. So we thought, Justin and I talked about a little bit in some direct messages, and we thought three topics was a better way to go. That way we can focus on the fundamentals, pay attention to some of those details, as Coach Frost likes to say, and maybe, just maybe when this is all over with, we will have squared these three some bitches up and taken them to the ground. That's right. Yeah, I know. That was a really... Really cheesy football metaphor, and it wasn't all that good. So, but that's what I do best: cheese and not very good. So, I appreciate, uh, <laughs> and I'm not sorry either. Uh, and joining us tonight to discuss these topics, if I can get my mouse to cooperate, is Giovanni Perez from the Clutch Sports Network on Twitter. You can follow him at Clutch underscore Huskers and the network at Clutch underscore SN. Welcome to the roundtable, Giovanni, and please do us a favor and take a few moments to tell everyone what the Clutch Sports Network does and what your role in it is. I'm the Huskers, the Corn, the Nebraska affiliate for them. It's similar to FQ Sports. Um, they pretty much just have fans uh, who are interested in representing a team uh, take over the account. I started pretty late. I really started in December. Uh, born and raised in Nebraska, so I asked them if they. Uh, I had my my sister actually ask if they had a Nebraska affiliate, and they were looking for one. And as long as you uh, stay out of politics and uh, just keep it sports related, they, they, <laughs> they they'll they'll keep you. <laughs> That's cool. So you just got into it in December, but you've been a lifelong Husker fan then. I'm from Papillion. Yeah, I grew up in Nebraska. Yeah, and I went, okay. left for to attend Michigan, and ended up becoming a pharmacist. But uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, doggone it. We're really glad to have you with us tonight. Um, and we hope you enjoy participating in the discussion. I know the cousins tend to get a little bit lively, uh, but don't worry. They mean no harm and they don't bite. So uh, <laughs> speaking of which, guys, you think we're ready to get to it? Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Here we go. All right, topic number one, obviously, is the 2022 high school recruiting class. It is, just a couple of quick factoids, the lowest rated class in Frost tenure, <laughs> ranked number 41 nationally, number 10 in the Big Ten, and the average player rating is .867. However, he did the coaching staff did close pretty strong by adding two four-star recruits on signing day. Uh, A.J. Allen, the running back that flipped from TCU, uh, probably because Brian Applewhite's our coach, I'd say he... Did a good job bringing him in. And then Janoran Bonner, uh, another member of the all-name team, along with uh, 
DeColdis Crawford <laughs> at wide receiver flip from Georgia Tech, which that's an interesting story. I don't know if you caught some of the story, but they brought him in secretly like a week before signing day. Nobody had any idea that guy was even in town. Oh, really? And they kept it that quiet. That's pretty impressive. And even the recruiting services had no idea he was on their radar until like two days before signing day. Uh, so that's what we've got. We've got a, a uh, 41st. Well, I think we were ranked in the 50s before those two guys committed on Wednesday. So what we're going to do right out of the gate is we're going to go around the table, uh, starting with Giovanni. Since you are our guest tonight, we're going to start with you. We'd like to get you to give us your overall thoughts on this recruiting class of high school players only. And then uh, when you're done, go ahead and give the class a letter grade, if you would. Okay. Overall, I, I like the class. I wasn't looking at the rankings this time because in previous classes, they've had the highest possible rankings and the classes <laughs> fell apart within two years. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, this class was different. We had four new uh, offensive coaches, and a lot of these players are tailored to just the ties to those coaches. They're following the coaches uh, as opposed to the previous staff that had seems like three years experience max as head coaches. Uh, mm. But they added – they added more offensive players than I expected. If they, they're overhauling wide receiver, cornerback, oh, we got some extra running backs. They, I'm assuming they expect attrition, but I like the ties. I'm hoping that's the reason why they'll stay with those ties to Applewhite or ties to uh, Joseph. Uh, mm-hmm. Whipple had ties to, to Purdy. He recruited him out of high school. So I like the just the they've had a scouting of these guys for a long time. So it's more system fits than pre before. And it was just flat out rankings, uh, more mm-hmm. like hustling to get these guys to sign. And then they left. So I like that. I like the versatility they added as far as the, the athletes, the safeties and the corners, they have good size and they, they're interchangeable. They could, they could be safeties. They could be corners. They can play press. They can play nickel. So I like the versatility. I like the running backs that they added. Um, I don't believe Allen, at least, would have signed with Nebraska if it wasn't for Applewhite. We have some players in this mm-hmm. class that you mentioned one, the one from Georgia Tech. These guys wouldn't have signed with the previous class. You know, this is We have more experienced coaches, better track record. Uh, so mm-hmm. overall, it's fine. There's several players I like. I like Gold. You know, Gold's a guy that I would assume would have went to Penn State, you know, New Jersey, and with his offers and with his size. Uh, he's very physical, uh, and he anticipates plays well. I like uh, Androff as well, tight end, lower-rated mm-hmm. guy. Uh, he, his, his high school uh, predominantly ran the ball. He's a really good blocker, uh, and he's mm-hmm. very athletic, quick, good off the good off the line. He may evolve into an offensive lineman. You never know, but. Uh, even the lowest-rated guy, Jenkins from New Jersey, he's uh, has he was uh, Ramirez Johnson's teammate. So hopefully, you know, I'll keep him at least in the system for a while. You know, we just can't keep losing guys. You know, attrition is starting to hurt this team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to try to be an offensive lineman, but watching his film, he's much better defensive as a defensive tackle. Really good at nose guard, stopping the run. Uh, pretty disruptive, uh, but overall, it's fine considering we have immediate needs and we have four new coaches and they want to bring in their guys. And the only guy I can say so far that hasn't brought in his guys is, uh, Rayola. He hasn't, how many alignment did they bring in? Maybe one and a half. 
You know, three. other coaches brought in. Uh, well, three. you got yeah, you got one on in high school, but I think he was already committed before Raiola was hired. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was referring just to high school, not the two transfers. But you know, he I I right. want to see foundational pieces. I want to see me too. Some defensive tackle, a defensive tackle, just guys on the lines. At least two old linemen coming out of high school, guys he can develop. Uh, they didn't go for that. They decided to go with more skill positions, which we've seen before. Ton of wide receivers, ton of quarter, ton of uh, running backs. That hasn't worked so far, but I just believe with the the new staff we have, with their experience, with their ties, I believe they brought in a higher caliber of players than what we've seen before and what we have on the roster. So, you know, we'll see how it works. At least they're, at least they have coaches with different ties. You know, we need to end this Florida pipeline. It hasn't worked. You know, you're getting guys from LSU and a guy from Texas, TCU, and that's made a huge difference so far. Nebraska needs to just expand the recruiting. You can't keep going to Florida and Georgia. Those guys aren't staying. It just hasn't worked. All right. And as far as the grade. Yeah, go ahead. As far as a grade, it's more of a transfer-heavy class. But as far as the grade, uh, give it about a B. Uh, the secondary is good. The running backs, I'm more impressed with the running backs, especially uh, Allen. I mm-hmm. believe Allen would be a – his projection would be a starter full-time. We, we don't have a, a go-to back. You know, it's running back committee. He can be a featured back. He's got it all. Watching this film, yeah. he's really explosive. He gets to the edge. He returned punts. Yep. He's not like a north and south runner. He can. He's a guy we need. To keep the linebackers honest. The team's starting to run a little too north and south, and it just hasn't worked. Whether it's the running backs' fault or the offensive line's fault, it hasn't worked. Right. Mm-hmm. So he just adds another dimension. So uh... Okay. Well, we'll get to we'll we'll talk about some players that we think are going to be major contributors here after we get around and, and give all our overall impressions of the class. Justin, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, drop, drop some knowledge bombs on us on what you think of this class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if I have any knowledge bombs here, but thank God for uh, the second signing day there, because this class was really lackluster headed into it. I mean, it was a, to me, it was like a D plus at best class, right. uh, but you know, getting Bonner and Allen there on, uh, you know, the February signing day, you know, that probably bumped us up to what I think is a C minus uh, or maybe even C type of class. Uh, it's really underwhelming overall compared to what Nebraska has had in my lifetime. It seems, oh, yeah. uh, that, you know, there's some okay gets in there, but uh, you know, talk about offensive line uh, and Donovan Rayola. I heard Mike Schaefer say this past week on one of the shows, that uh, Donovan Rayola, he was unable to get even one person, one offensive lineman on uh, campus for an official visit. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, you know, offensive line, defensive line. It didn't look that great, but, uh, you know, they probably made up for it in transfers, I suppose. But, yeah, that's that's it. What did you say your grade was, D plus? Uh, no, they D- went from D plus to maybe a C minus or C, maybe, okay. somewhere around there. All right, I got you. I got you. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have hit it really well. I mean, I, I one name that you guys haven't mentioned is Richard Torres out of Texas. Um, as a prospect, I like Richard Torres uh, more than Logan Smothers or uh, Harburg. I think he is a really under-the-radar prospect. 
that and he fits really what uh Whipple's gonna want to run here. Um you guys hit it when you guys talked about wide receivers. I think they did really well. Victor Jones is another name. Um I really mm-hmm. like him. Decoldis Crawford. I, I think wide receivers, just the three high school kids they brought in were a probably as good of a high school wide receiver haul as they brought in. Um we'll get to more names. Uh but but to me the, the reason why I'm about a C is the, the offensive line and and defensive line, but mainly offensive line was just really underwhelming. And, and I know that's easy to point to like, well, we have a lot of sophomores on this roster. I, I, I think we really needed more interior linemen. Um, the one mm-hmm. lineman we did bring in can be a guard or center, or like Gio said, like maybe he's going to go to defense. But I mean, it, it did seem like we could have done a little bit more at offensive line and being that it's, that's our weakest position group, um, at least last year, I, I really think that was just a big miss. And, and, and just before we pass on, I don't, I don't think Donovan owns all that. I think that's, that's a lot to ask. I mean, for him to come in when you're already pretty tight on offers, there wasn't a really a lot of room in this class. Mm-hmm. You maybe he right. could have got one more guy, maybe should have got one guy, but there, there wasn't like he was going to, he wasn't in a position. It wasn't the position to bring in three guys when he got hired. No, like, but he was he hired just, on December 8th. You know, he was in a position to get somebody at least interested in coming to he, camp. He could, he could have. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, I, I don't want to, I, I, I think Justin wants to make this an indictment on his recruiting. I think there's a lot of question marks there. I don't think that we're ready to judge jury execution, his recruiting prowess off the last month yet. So well, it's yeah. been but, a concern when he was hired, you know, yeah. that was the concern. And, He's Absolutely, but he's also got two, like two of the best recruiters out there to learn from. He's got yep. Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush to learn from, along with Travis Fisher and Sean Beckton, who have done a wonderful job. Like, mm-hmm. give the guy some time. I, I think he can do fine. I, I get the concern. He doesn't hasn't recruited much in his career. What I mean, what all he's had. Uh, well, because he hasn't even had a career. I mean, <laughs> my point. <laughs> That's true. Tyler, so, so did you I, get, I, I get I get the concern, but sorry. I, I, I just I, I think he's got time to grow, grow and time to learn. I was grading more yet, on Tyler on the class. I'm sorry, Giovanni. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was grading more on the their emphasis, not what they didn't have, is more so just they're emphasizing receivers and running backs and, and secondary, really. So I'm grading more on just the receivers that they signed. They signed some pretty good receivers uh they had good offers they signed better than what they've signed before as far as uh when they signed nance and houston mm-hmm. these players the coldest is a much bigger name than those guys and uh bonner they're yeah, different this, this makers re- this so reminds I was going me more off that but if we're going as far as they feel the needs i don't think so if you're in the big 10 if you see uh our if you see that our divisions or our rivals recruiting classes they always include linemen they always include yeah. down linemen. You, it's hard to have. It's hard to play in this conference and just completely just not include D linemen, offensive linemen. I saw Illinois' class. They have. They needed all linemen. They have seven in their first yeah. in their real first recruiting cycle. Seven. You can't. You can't ever have enough linemen. They can play different positions. Look at Jurgens. Jurgens a tight end. He became a center. You know that. You just. That 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 part I just I don't understand, but but that's been Frost's mo. He he likes recruiting heavily towards skill players, just position players. Yeah. And we have a new staff, and the same thing continued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, go right ahead. Yep. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, you're fine, Joe. You're fine. Tyler, did you ever give a grade I didn't hear? Maybe I'm old and I missed it. I, I was going to say a C, and I, I do want to say wide receivers. I think this this class reminds me a lot of the class that it was Betts and Marcus Fleming and Lante Brown and Omar Man. Like that, that to me, this is a very parallel class to that in wide receiver. Um, and, and, and Giovanni, you mentioned white linemen, and again, I think it's a miss, but we do have six scholarship sophomores. So it's not like we're old and we're about to be in a really rough spot. It just, you know, again, I think they could have went out there and got a – could, could have went out there and got a guy or two to kind of fill the need. So, yeah, but I had a C. Nice, solid, average class. All right. Derek, you're up. I'm going to disagree with Tyler. I, I don't think they needed to go after high school kids. I think they did the right thing in the, with the with the offensive lineman, went and got some transfers who have a little bit of playing experience because that's what we need. We need some development and we need some experience. We've got the numbers there. We've got talent. I don't. I don't know that going after a bunch of, of true freshmen was the, necessarily the best idea right now. Uh, my big, biggest disappointment in this class was defensive line, probably M- way more so than offensive line to me. Uh, we ended up getting that Brody Tagaloa, uh, who's listed as a, a tight end on twenty four seven, but I know on the scholarship uh, distribution chart they have him listed as D line. Uh, there just wasn't much there, and I don't know if Tuioti just slacked off this year and then left, or I, I don't know what happened, but there, there was just nothing there. And I, we had guys transfer out. We've had guys graduate, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love the guys that we have on the defensive line, but I think we could have used a few more there. Uh, we could always and, use and, a pass rusher. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean – uh, as far as a grade goes, I, I, I would probably go with C plus. I, I could maybe bump it up to a, a B minus. I, I think some of the guys we did get were really good gets. Uh, mm-hmm. Ernest Hausman, I know people are kind of shut, yeah. just like scanning over him like he doesn't count. But, I, I mean, it, it, here's what it drives me nuts about Nebraska fans. They're pissed off when we don't get some Nebraska guys. And then when we get Nebraska guys, they're pissed off that we're getting Nebraska guys. It's like, well, he's not good enough. He's just from Nebraska. What do you want? But I mean, I, I think Ernest Hausman, I think I think he's got a lot of potential. He's I mean, hell, he's almost a four-star. Uh mm-hmm. you know, I the offensive guys that we picked up, I think they're really good. I, I know a lot of them have already been named, so I won't go through them again, but uh I don't. I don't think it's quite as dire of a class. It was a small class. Hell, there was only nineteen commits. So I'm at, mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I think they get a lower grade. But I, I don't think overall it was that bad of a class. All right, Scott, you're up. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty much in line with uh, everybody's opinions about the offensive line. Um, I, I do think that a lot of the reason why they didn't really push too hard on Rayola going after a bunch of freshmen is because I think really it is the make or break season for Frost. Um, so if they can get some guys in that can make a change right now, and then the fact that yeah we got we got six sophomores on our offensive line right now, uh, it's it's not really a necessity this season to put an offensive line freshman 
on our recruiting board. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, they probably would have taken one if they could have got one, but I think more importantly, Raiola needs to establish himself as a coach um, this season so that he can mm-hmm. actually get himself some some recruiting cred and show that, hey, you know, I showed up with very minimal experience and we showed a huge improvement, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, we showed an improvement in improvement any improvement on our offensive line. And I think that we could probably pick up a few guys uh, for the 2023 uh, recruiting class. Um, That's just my thoughts on the offensive line. Uh, I don't think I would have, unless we got like some top 250 like offensive line guy, I don't think a bottom of the barrel offensive line recruit would have made any of the recruiting rankings, in my opinion, the grade that I would give, I don't think it would increase it all that much unless it was like an outstanding all American type of type of kid. So um, what I'm looking at is just, just the, the overall uh, taste, the, the palette of the guys that we ended up getting through high school. Um, It's not bad. It's not bad. Not, not very many guys, but I think it's because obviously we picked up a lot of guys in the portal and picked up a lot of Juco guys. Um, Mm. But just some names that, that I, that stood out to me. Um, Jaleel Martin, Jaleel Martin. uh, He's an athlete. He was a multi-positional guy. Um, He, uh, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. He caught, he caught, 12 passes for 263 yards um, for four for four touchdowns in 2021. But then on defense, he had 27 tackles, one interception, and six pass, passes defended. Um, and it's a 6A All-State um, selection that, uh, that he ended up making. Um, I mean, just he looks like a good guy. That's kind of one of the guys that, that stood out to me in the class. Um, I know that we're going to kind of go into uh, – you know, top recruits, yeah. uh, two, two guys, but just stuff like that. I was just putting that as a, as a reference point. Um, yeah, you guys basically mentioned all of the guys that I was going to talk about that makes this class, uh, fairly strong. I think it's strong considering. Um, but ultimately I, I would give it like a C plus C plus, maybe a B minus, um, okay. just, based on we got some pretty good talented guys but i mean it's not like it doesn't stand out like any greater any lesser than um any of frost prior recruiting classes that's just kind of how how i look at it it's just kind of like meh it's like baseline not really overly impressive and not under impressive i don't think well before the we signed the two guys uh, on signing day, uh, Bonner and Allen, weren't we ranked like 13th in the Big Ten? Yeah, 13th. We were, yeah, yeah we were I think like it was either last. 13th or dead last, one of the so two. Those yeah. two guys, they bumped us up to 10th in the Big Ten. And so mm-hmm. it's really those two guys that really saved it. But, I mean, sure. not a great class. It's, yeah, it, it wasn't well, great. You know, it wasn't horrible. I'm kind of right in line with you guys. I'll just give my grade right up front. I'd give this class a C plus barely. And that's only because we got those two four stars that came in. Um, initially, if, if those two four stars hadn't signed on signing day and we did this 
stream tonight, I would have given this class like a D. <laughs> so, uh, because it just wasn't, we filled some needs, but at the same time, you know, like Gio, you said, it would have been nice to see some more linemen. Uh, defensive line concerns me. Uh, but, you know, one of the things Frost said at the press conference is unfortunately nowadays with the transfer portal and NIL and all that stuff that's going on now, small classes from high school are kind of going to be the norm. Um, my guess is from now on, we're looking at, you know, high school recruits being kind of like the NFL draft where you've got a few rounds and then everybody's going to go look for free agents <laughs> known as the transfer portal. Uh, and, you know, yeah, C-plus is what I'm giving the class, but the fact is we really don't know how good this class is going to be. What we do know is that they, for the most part, weren't recruited by the same coaches that were here before, as Geo said. They recruited some guys in here that the, they want to coach. And the question now is, are these new coaches better developers based on their track record, based on the fact that they have Power 5 experience? My hope is yes. And if that is true, then this class might have some major contributors in the future, just for the sake of a little bit of context. Anybody want to guess what Patrick Mahomes' star rating was coming out of high school? It was like three-star, top it was like a, it was thousand. Three star. He was a three-star. Yeah, uh, yeah. Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in the NFL right now, it was a two-star. So you get, a, you get guys like this that have that kind of talent under the right kind of developers, maybe what this, the, these, this class is, is, is some guys that are really going to be developed properly alongside the guys that are already here. Um, so like I said, C plus is about the only thing I can really give it. This is positive as I can be about it. Cause you know, 10th ranked class in the big 10. And I think I'm being generous with a C plus, uh, so anyway, unless anybody else has anything to contribute to the high school recruiting topic, is there anybody who has anything else to say? Yeah, I have a question. So previous classes, they yeah, were higher ahead. rated, but the classes fell apart right away. We've, we've lost guys and some guys less than a year, a lot of guys less than two years. So the classes on paper sure. were good. Say they were top 25 classes, but they, they didn't last at all. Do you believe at least these crop of guys, at least the top guys, they'll be more inclined to stay? No, not with the transfer portal now. <laughs> that, that's uh, I think all classes I, are going to fall apart now with the transfer portal. I would say that it's it's a it's it's a higher likelihood, considering the coaching staff that we just got hired on, um, that there's a lot more trust and continuity that they could build with this mm -hmm. new coaching staff versus the old one that we had. That's yet to be proven but if i were to take a take a guess i would say that there's probably uh more loyalty to be had with this new coaching staff versus previous ones um and to the point made earlier about the florida pipeline we've we've got a few guys from florida and georgia in this in this recruiting class but um it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to stick around if they feel actually comfortable here um, and feel like they can actually uh, get get a uh, get them get themselves recognized, I guess. But then again, they could still transfer out anyway because that actually seems to be what the future yeah. of college football is going to be: is people join crappier 
smaller schools, which unfortunately Nebraska has become a crappier school. Um, and so, uh, why not take your talent somewhere where you can, uh, be a standout guy and then go transfer to Oklahoma or USC or, uh, or, or SEC school of some sort and, and, um, get a better draft stock there. So, so, so what I'll say is last year we brought in 25 kids in county transfers, 20 true freshmen or 20, 20 enrollees. We lost two of them. Right. So I, I think that the, the right now we're in a position, we need people to leave and, yes. and they're yeah, not. Yeah. And, and so Frost has done such a good job of keeping people around. We're in a position where like, shit, we have too many. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I, I think that we'll yes, see you guys there, leave. There was a point in Whoa. time that there was obviously a big concern about Frost's attrition. I think that is quickly becoming yeah, a Florida four. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, just to give right. you some numbers there, Scott. Uh, so we have three guys from Georgia in this recruiting class. Yeah, we, we have one from Florida. Yeah, Florida mm-hmm. was uh, – was, is that a Vic – no – who am I Victor thinking? Was that Victor Jones Jr.? Yeah, it was it? Victor Jones because he's from Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew, I thought it why don't we, since we're talking about players, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the two players that all of us think will make a major impact in their career at NU during their four years here, if they're here four years. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, because, like, for example, Wandale was here for two, and he made a major impact. You can't say that he didn't. But uh, if there's two guys that you see on this list of high school players that can make an impact, why don't you go ahead and uh, starting with you, Giovanni, if you're if you're uh, ready to go, um, do you have two players on this high school recruits that uh, you think are going to make a major impact in you? So for Mr. Giovanni, me? For... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The first one was AJ Allen. I mentioned him already. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just he's more versatile than what we have. He reminds me of Ramirez coming out of high school, at least on tape. But he he's quicker. He's just he he's I think he'll help he's, more getting to the edge. He's, um, okay. he's a good pass rusher too, or good uh receiver. I think he fits the offense a lot better. Uh, he he's different than what we have. Uh, my second one was was Hausman. I okay. like what I've seen from him. A local guy. He's quick. He reads the play well. He's a good run stopper. He's very athletic. We need we need more athletic linebackers, and yeah, uh, he can even play on the edge. You never know. He might be a replacement for Doman. He seems like going to play inside, but he can play on the edge also. I like his versatility, but uh, his his speed and his tackling. He may replace he- uh, Heinrich in the future. He's just a lot faster. He just adds a different dimension. So everything I've yeah. seen from him, I, I like so far. Uh, okay. but, but Allen is like the almost like the prize recruit, uh, numbers wise, offers wise, just an all purpose back. Uh, yep. It, we just don't know how they'll be used. So talent yeah. wise, Allen is up there, but we just we haven't seen the offense. So if they use yep. the offense, if they use running backs more than they did at Pittsburgh, then he can be helpful. Use a skill set. So. But those are my top two. Okay. How about you, Justin? I have Bonner and Allen. I mean, this this question is really, really hard. Because if I look at all the, you know, the existing freshmen, and I was trying to predict, you know, who's going to make a significant impact 
I mean, that's even harder. We've seen some of these freshmen. So seeing right. guys that we've never seen, it's it's really tough. Uh, I'm just going to go with the two guys that I thought that made this class. So I'm, I'm cop- taking the easy way out there. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. How about you, Tyler? Uh, my number one is Jaden Gold. Um, I, I mean, he, he is a guy, if we didn't do what we did in the transfer portal, I mean, he would be a real contributor to play this year. I think that he... Of anyone in this class, if I had to say there's our all-conference guy, he he is the name that pops out to me watching the tape, looking at him. Um, my number two was going to be A.J. Allen, um, but since you guys have both named him and I figured that would be the case, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out and do Applegate. Um, you talk about him okay. from Lincoln Southwest or East, one of the Lincoln schools. Um, he, he's very versatile. I mean, right now I think he's projected to be an outside backer. I think he could become a defensive lineman. He could put on some weight. Um, he was also a really good high school tight end. He showed some pass rushing ability. And I think that when you look at what Nebraska needs in the future, special specifically with the outside linebacker core, which could get ravished at the end of the season with three seniors and Garrett Nelson, who very possibly could go pro at the end of the season. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, he's a junior, Justin. He is a four-year junior. He he I definitely yeah he doesn't agree. There. Me and Justin disagree. I think Garrett Nelson's our best <laughs> player, but whatever. Well, that's a Cuzcast podcast conversation for the spring. But no, I, I think I like Applegate. So, already Derek, uh, I like the coldest Crawford for one of my guys. I I he's I, I think he's gonna be a good receiver for us. I I, I love what he brings to the table. Uh, my other guy is probably Emmett Johnson. I, I think he's a little under the radar. Uh, just, I mean, hell, he broke some records there in Minnesota. I, I think he was a good. I think he was a very under the radar get. And I think he'll. Make hey, Sevian Morrison broke some records in Oklahoma. True, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Bound yeah. to hit once. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're up, Scott. Yeah, uh, my I have an honorable mention, and that's uh, that's Dick um, Dick Torres. Um, that's my official. That's I'm just always. Oh, well, there goes your explicit dick. tag. Thanks. Well, that's his name. That's his name. Can't help it. Uh, <laughs> no, I think if he get if he heals up, if he heals up right, I think that he is like the, uh, like, uh, uh, archetypal quarterback that Mark Whipple would would want to develop. Um, if he can actually do it and if he's actually healthy and all that stuff and he'll be here for a long haul if he stays so that's my honorable mention but since he was injured it, it kind of it, it put it down on my list of of priorities but uh the two guys that i had picked um number one is yeah janoran bonner um just digging in into uh his history and and his relationship with his coach john adams John Adams has had nothing but positive things to say about the kid. He's just a quiet, quiet kid, keeps to himself. He's not flashy at all. Um, he just likes to put in work and reap the results. Uh, so that's that seems like a kid who's going to be well composed for a uh, high profile uh, position uh, with with Mickey Joseph developing him. I think that he could definitely be here for the long haul and make a name for himself here. And then uh, like Tyler said, um, I do like Applegate. Uh, just Nebraska grown guy, Nebraska grown guy, Nebraska grown guy. And we have seen 
plenty of guys on our defense, homegrown Nebraskans, uh, that just absolutely play balls to the wall, lights out the whole time. And, you know, Ernest Hausman is probably no different, but on the outside linebacker position, I do feel like uh, Applegate has a really, really high ceiling, kind of underrated, but um, yeah. And then his multi, his multi, uh, multi-skill skill set that he's got offense and defense. He's got to have some good hands. Um, so he could definitely get up, jump up there and maybe get a few picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He just, he just seems like a good kid. And that's not a bad pick. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that pick. I, here's the thing. Luke Reimer was a damn walk on and now he's arguably the best defender we have. I know that's and and it just seems yep. to be Nebraska blood. Guys just they play hard. They play really hard. I think that Nebraska's recruiting mm-hmm. base for the last decade or so has been criminally underrated. We have yep. produced some insanely good players that have gone to the gone to the NFL, not just at Nebraska, like University of Nebraska, but uh guys elsewhere. that have gone elsewhere. Um yep. so that's that's why I picked the homegrown guy. Otherwise, yeah, AJ Johnson or is AJ Johnson? AJ Allen. AJ Allen. AJ Allen. I was like, wait a second. That's that's Emmett Johnson. <laughs> I got the two mixed up. Um, yeah, AJ Allen is is the what you guys have described. Like, dude, he is just freaking fast and he's very very shifty. So yep. that was a that was a close third, close second yeah. or whatever. I'm gonna go homegrown too. Go ahead. I was between Gold, uh, Jaden Gold. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Lamar Jackson. Just his size and physicality, almost like a Marquise Dennard. He's just bigger. He's yeah. really good from what I've seen. He's I, I just don't know how much, how quick they'll play because this class has so many receivers, so many corners. But yeah, Bonner so and many, Gold, yeah, a lot the of ones DBs. I left out. Yep. Bonner's yeah, I'm gonna key. go. I'm going to go homegrown with my first guy. I, I'm at, uh, Ernest Hausman is number one for me. Um, he's got quite the story being adopted from Africa somewhere. Uganda. Is it Uganda? Yeah. He had like an infection or something in his leg at the time that he was trying to be adopted. And it messed with the nerves in his foot and his ankles and his legs and all that stuff. He barely could walk when he was a kid. And finally gets to America. They finally come up with some treatment. He had to do horrible physical therapy to get himself to the point where he could walk and he could even run. They didn't even think he would be able to jump. And now he's like going to be a black shirt, <laughs> you know, and and his story is so compelling. He said he's always grown up as a Husker fan when he got here to the States and always his whole goal in life was to be a black shirt. He just wants to be a black shirt. That's the kind of guy that's going to play like Garrett Nelson plays, like Luke Reimer plays, like guys like that that do have those Nebraska roots. It is different here. It really is. It's different here. If you get guys that are absolutely bought in and they're tried and true Nebraskans that want to play for Nebraska, uh, they're going to play different. They're just going to they're going to give more effort than than the quote unquote hired guns out of the out of the transfer portal. So at Houseman's number one. I could see him being the kind of guy that's going to be the heart and soul of the defense by like 2024 um, in that, that linebacker spot. Uh, my number two guy is somebody nobody has mentioned yet, and that's Malcolm Hartzog from Mississippi. Uh, 
they he was a late kind of a late get and it was only because he's a return specialist for the most part i think he's listed as a db but he plays on all, he played both ways and return specialist shenander was down in mississippi recruiting somebody else and literally detoured to go see this kid because all the area high school coaches kept mentioning him to him uh, cause they said, yeah, we just quit kicking the ball to him on kickoffs. We just decided to take the penalty by kicking it out of bounds first instead, because hmm. he returned like 11 kickoffs for touchdowns in the first five games of the year. Uh, so, and you know, Schneider went to go get him, offered him, he, he accepted, and he's going to be coached by Bill Bush. And to me, that means that this kid could become something pretty special. Think about this, Bill Bush, if I remember correctly, likes to run that two return set on kickoffs. So imagine people trying to figure out who they're going to kick to Trey Palmer or Malcolm Hartzog, hmm. which poison would they rather pick? And if we could figure out how to freaking block for them, <laughs> you know, it could be pretty fun. So those are my two guys. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much covered the, the high school kids. You think we're good? Ready to move on to the next topic? Ready. All right, here we go. So we're going to talk about transfer portal additions and the JUCO class. God, I love that sound. Um, just a couple of quick factoids about the class. We got a top-ranked transfer portal class in the Big Ten, number eleven class in college football according to Two Four Seven Sports. Uh, he's not a transfer portal guy, but NU did get the number one Juco running back in Anthony Grant. Dear God, please tell me he's not going to be Greg Bell part two. Uh, it also includes FCS All-American defensive back Omar Brown from UNI, FCS All-American punter Brian Bushini from Montana, and we all know, of course, LSU wide receiver slash returner Trey Palmer, who was a former five-star recruit out of high school, came over here probably because of Mickey Joseph. Thank God we got him, really. I mean, he's going to be able to walk into that room and tell the guys, yeah, this is how Mickey wants it. <laughs> you know, they're they're going to get uh, – he's, he's he knows what's expected. And then, of course, running back DeAndre Jackson was is committed still from Texas A&M, but he has academic eligibility issues and said he still plans to enroll in May. So that's, what, eight dudes on scholarship in the running back room, and it's uh, the largest transfer class in NU history. So – Overall impressions, let's go around the table and give our impressions of the class as well as a letter grade when you get done talking about it. We'll start again with you, Gio. What do you think of this transfer class? The only negative I have about it so far is uh, they lack offensive linemen. Uh, one of the Custer Cuscast members mentioned uh, he didn't need a lineman for high schools, but we needed them for transfers, and we just don't have enough. We have uh, one practically definitive starter, uh, Hunter Anthony. Uh, then we have another one from Northern Colorado, Omaha guy. He has starting experience, uh, Kevin Williams. Um, but I, it's getting late in the cycle. You know, they the top guys that were all offensive linemen are practically gone. Now they're looking for spring ball guys that are leaving. So we just still we still have needs, immediate needs. Um, but as far as the class overall, uh, they. Special teams was number one for me. We, we needed a kicker and a punter, and they addressed that. And Bleak Road, he has two years of eligibility, and he's he's proven, proven effectiveness. Bushini, uh, 
I read that he has NFL potential. So he's F- FCS kicker of the year. Uh, number one for me was special teams. Uh, the offensive line last season wasn't good, but it was effective enough to, to win games. Special teams was not. Special teams was a complete liability. Yeah. So by addressing that, to me, automatically they're at a B because those guys are they're good. They're not they're proven players. Beyond that, Trey Palmer, he's going to return. He's also held special teams. Uh, if he doesn't yep. get on the field as a receiver, it doesn't make an impact there. At least he'll return kicks, and we desperately need that. They added Garcia. Yeah, he's had some some pretty good stats in Mexico State. Uh, I believe he seems like he can play slot. We just have so many receivers. I just wasn't sure if I'd include him. Uh, I read about a lot about mm-hmm. Tommy Hill. I have never seen him play. I didn't see much of him, but he's rated pretty high by every else everything else I've read. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, the class, I mean, it covered the number one edition. It was quarterback and special teams, and I'm fine with that. I'm just hoping they add uh, more offensive linemen. Uh, I like Omar Brown. He's sure. part of my top two. I think he can start. Transfer from Northern Illinois or Northern Iowa. I think he's uh, he's in line to start. Uh, I've seen enough film of him. He can do it all. He's ready to play. He's a D1 player. So. Yep. As far All as right. uh, replacing Cam Taylor Britt, he might be the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as a grade, mainly because of special teams, I, I gave it a B. They still need offensive linemen. Um, special teams is really the reason why I'm grading it high. At least they brought in one offensive lineman. Hunter Anthony is in my top two. He should start. He's had plenty of starting experience. Kevin Williams has starting experience at guard. We need a center, though. They should have brought in a center. They, they still may, but special teams did it for me. They're replacing Cam Taylor Britt, and I believe it'll be Omar Brown from Northern Iowa. <laughs> Moving around. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Who's pushing buttons over here? That's what I want to know. I'm having fun. What can I tell you? Uh, so you said it was a B, Gio. Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to distract I agree, but They still have some needs, but they address the key ones. I mean, quarterback. <clears throat> we're not including quarterbacks. question. If we're including quarterbacks, then I'd rate it higher. But uh, as far as the discussion, you said I'd include quarterback. Um, okay. Well, how about you, Justin? No, I'm going to echo everything that uh, – oh, wow. Now you have me big. Oh, great. I don't know what's going uh, on. I'm gonna echo everything that uh, Geo said. You know, I really liked it. I didn't wasn't quite sure if anybody was gonna tackle the uh, special teams aspect on this, but you know, getting that Timmy Bleak Road and Brian Buscini kicker and punter there. I mean, those were huge additions because special teams was such a shit show last year. Uh, yeah. Trey Palmer, uh, you know, coming in and being able to be a punt returner. I mean, uh, just everything. I mean. This is where they made their money, I think, as a staff. Uh, yeah. It wasn't with the high school guys by no means, but with all of these transfer guys, I think there's a lot of quality guys here that uh, can come in and have the potential to contribute. So I like it. I, I gave a, a, a minus. I gave it wow. an A minus. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. You you honestly didn't think anybody was going to mention special teams. We all Well, the kicker and punter. I, I, I didn't know if anybody was going to give a uh, single out the kicker and punter in this yeah. class. But. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I just thought I'd give you crap. Uh, Tyler, how about you, bud? What do you think of this transfer class? 
Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, you know, I, I someone mentioned earlier that, you know, the future of recruiting, it may have been you, Ken, who said that smaller classes are in the future. And I don't know if I agree with that stance. I, I think there is still a get a guy in your system, try to develop him over three or four years. That really needs to be the objective. Well, it was evident that wasn't going to happen this year. The, the coaches, they didn't recruit well enough to start off, whether they didn't think they needed to because they already had the guys or they just couldn't get them. But they made up for it here. I, I got this as an A. I mean, I feel like you guys have hit a lot of the guys. So I, I feel like I would be, you know, just repeating a lot what you said. But it, honestly, if I was going to say the only thing negative about this is they may have got too many guys. Uh, I mean, they're, they're really in a position. It's like you bring in these guys as transfers and you're like, well, if you're a transfer and you're coming in, you really think you're going to compete. And it's like, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I know we didn't win a lot of games, but I don't think that we are, we needed 12 transfers in here. Like, I don't see this many guys coming in and pushing it, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's an A. I mean, they, they, again, when the worst thing about it is, did you get too many guys? Like that's nailing it. If there's too many guys that's at the running back position, right? Between transfers and uh, yes. the high school guys. I mean, I, I know we're right. doing, I think our next podcast we're going to do is we're going to talk about like kind of some position groups that probably need to look at some transfers bouncing. And, but yeah, spoiler alert, I think running back's going to be on uh, yeah. all of our lists because that room is, that's full, especially that's, when you think you're going to be more pass happy. I mean, yeah. standing room only in that meeting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only one football. Also. So. Yeah. 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 I hear you, Gio. How about you, Derek? I, I love that. I love these transfers. I, uh, I, I don't think DeAndre Jackson ends up coming to Nebraska. I, I think everyone's so concerned about that running back. We got too many running backs, but I, I don't think he ends up coming. I, I think the coaches probably end up telling him we're full. You need to go somewhere else. Well, he should be smart enough to say, yeah, I want to go find work elsewhere. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see him ever end up on campus. Uh, but other than that, I, I love this class. And Justin, I cannot believe of all the times that we've had conversations about kickers and punters on our podcast that you, honest <laughs> to God, thought nobody was going to bring that up. No, not well, I, I knew they'd get brought up, but not <laughs> as like the key transfer guys, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. I absolutely love this transfer class. And, and Tyler, I disagree with you. I do think this is a new normal, I, I think this is going to happen a lot more. And I th- they're number seven in the in the rankings in the country, and I think that ranking is going to end up being a big deal later on down the road because I think people are going to start looking at those rankings a lot more. Uh, the, I mean, right now everybody's kind of looking at them like, oh, well, this is like the first year they put it out. Wait, are we seven in transfer portal rankings? I saw eleventh on one oh, ranking. Oh, we dropped. We're seventh last I looked. Yeah, we're eleventh in the country. I think some other teams snuck in on some big time dudes. Um, okay, well, hmm. I, at one time yeah. we were, but uh, yeah, still top fact, 15. There's nothing even wrong at one, point, even at one point, I think we were number six. Uh, okay, Derek, but, I'm gonna do uh, something real quick. I, apo- hmm. I apologize if they dropped, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, what was your what was your grade? Uh, I give them an A. Plus. I, I think they A. Plus. Absolutely, yeah. I, I love the lineman they brought in. I Hunter Anthony, I think, is a great lineman, he can play guard or tackle. Uh, so so mm-hmm. you can move him around wherever you wherever you feel you feel you need to bring him in at and he's playing at a power five level at, at both positions uh right. kevin williams 
Again, this is a guy that went from unranked to a point eight six. He's a mid three star. Uh, I I think he's an under the radar guy, but I think he's I think he could be a good good tackle for us by the end of the day. Or I'm sorry, a good guard for us. So all right, dude, check this out. We're wearing the same hat, Derek. <laughs> That's scary. Mine's a, man. mine's a little older and dirtier, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a little. Just a little. I bought mine last year at the uh, at the Michigan doubleheader baseball. I'm a fat, game. I'm a fat guy. Fun. I sweat a little more. So, <laughs> well, I'm a truck driver. I sweat all the time. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, all right. Well, I think we're up to Scott now. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I won't, you know, beat a dead horse here, but I pretty much agree with anything and everything that everybody said, and I don't really have anything profound to add to it. Just that. Yeah, it's freaking stacked. They they picked up some really good guys. Anthony Grant mm-hmm. is a good one. Uh, Javier Javier Morton uh, just adding more guys to that secondary room. Um, same thing with the safety position guy. We got Deshaun Singleton. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just some 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 upstanding guys. Um, and yeah, I. I have nothing really to add to it, to be honest. Um, I felt like I had something worth saying, uh, but it's gone now. It. So it is what it is. I'm also uh, I'm also still recovering from from COVID, and I'm not a hundred percent myself right now. So um, not very sharp. But I just feel yeah. like they over recruited some, some positions. Yeah, yeah. And no, I I would have liked to have seen a defensive tackle come in. And, a def- and an edge rusher come in. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they over, they over recruited wide receiver, running back. They just have a little too many. Well, Not I, everyone can play. I don't. So it's just GL. I, I completely understand where you're coming from, but you got to remember with the transfer portal. Once spring ball is over, and some yeah. attrition to all the rosters around the country starts to happen, you might see that pass rusher, offensive lineman, defensive lineman come available. And God knows we're gonna we're We've got eight running backs or well, seven running backs. If DeAndre Jackson doesn't show up, God knows two or three of them are going to go. Uh, so, <clears throat> Scott, what was your grade? I didn't catch it. Did you give a grade? My yet? grade is is at worst an A minus and at best an A plus. Okay. Like just upstanding guys. Um, I would have liked to see like what Giovanni say, said earlier is uh, offensive line. Maybe got one more mm-hmm. guy in that room, um, mm-hmm. but. I think that if the, if I were to if I were to try and understand their their uh, blueprint behind all of the guys that they picked up, I think what they're betting on and throwing all their chips into is having an actual explosive offense, and that's why they picked up as many guys as they could, um, so that Mickey Joseph and company can sort through a lot of that talent, and right. uh, and Brian Applewhite can sort through a lot of that talent, like more guys the better i guess maybe um right so that's just kind of where i'm at oh and then yeah we can't we can't stress enough like uh justin and tyler and Derek were talking about is uh kickers kickers and punters timmy uh timmy bleak road and brian buscini um freaking cool (laughs) cool stats they've got some they've got some really good stats they got Um, cool names to say yeah, I know. Yep. You got Timmy. Timmy and uh, <laughs> Timmy. And, 
Yes. <laughs> little Timmy. And I mean, he's, he is like little, I mean, he's like five foot eight. He's a smaller guy. Um, but it, I mean, he's got, he's got Hushini a good isn't. He's like Sam Fultz size. That dude's big and he's yeah. athletic too. So 215 uh, pounds, big dude. Yep. yep. Well, uh, my overall impression is, uh, this, I, I think this is going to become the norm. I don't think you're going to see 11 to 15 transfers every year uh, in the future. I really don't. Uh, Tyler, I think it's going to be fall kind of in the middle. I think you're going to see some re- recruiting classes that are in that 20 or less per class from now on and saving at least five scholarships for transfer portal play- players or JUCOs, if not seven to 10. I think some years you're going to see seven to 10, depending on needs. Uh, I do wish we would have gotten another offensive lineman. I wish we would have gotten a defensive tackle or a uh, edge rusher. But who knows? Maybe there is one in there. Maybe that's what um, – what's his name? I don't remember. Or no, no, that, that would have been a high school class. Uh, that kid, that tight end that's listed as a tight end that also could play defensive line. Maybe Tackle that's up. what he's going to do. Jenkins? Uh, but there is – there are some players in this class that have starting experience in, in FBS in power five. And as Gio said, and as everybody, a lot of the guys said, all of you guys said special teams was huge focus and it had to be, you know, with bleak road, Bushini Palmer plus Hartzog in the high school class. I think special teams got a huge upgrade and you can never have too many defensive backs or wide receivers. I've heard Frost say that before I've heard, uh, um, Mickey Joseph say that having a wealth of riches is is never a bad thing. Um, so <clears throat> I do have a feeling, though, after spring ball, that you're going to see some transfers out of both of those rooms as well as the running back room. Uh, but anyway, I I would give this class a a a minus. I'd, I'd give a it minus. an A minus if you'd if you'd have thrown another offensive lineman or at least one defensive lineman in there that we thought could make an impact immediately i would have given it easily an a or an a plus but uh they added a, minus the center sure. and the, if they added a center and a couple defensive linemen it'd be an a plus for me i think we've already got a center on the on the roster though i think either noelle's gonna move over to that spot or even possibly somebody like corcoran he is athletic he is athletic but i don't know if you want a six foot eight center <laughs> uh but um yeah, so why don't we move on to why don't we pick three guys out of the transfer portal slash JUCO ranks that we think will be immediate starters for this team in 2022. But the only rule is you can't pick either of the quarterbacks. We should have added a rule. You can't pick any either of the specialists because I think that like <laughs> can we just pencil the 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 two specialists we brought in? No, but, you can't oh, no, because can't one of mine yes, is. I agree with Tyler. I agree with Tyler. <laughs> Wow, well, you agree with me? Okay, but I'm but I'm not going to pick either the punter or the kicker. But okay. I am picking a specialist. But yeah, if you want, if you want one of them can't be a specialist, I'll come up with somebody else. No, no, you. you so we, we we already we already did it. You said no quarterback. So <laughs> no G- quarterback. Geo, I think Geo. I think you're. Up. No, I want to change the rules. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I left out special teams. I mean, it's their obvious starters. It was, so I, my number one is uh, Hunter Anthony. I just he has to start. We, we just need. My biggest issue with the team, even last offseason, was you can't just continue playing with the same offensive lineman. It's just not working. And one of the weaker units in the, in the conference. So just add one guy at least, change things up. 
Uh, he should start. I think he would have started Oklahoma State this year. So uh, he's in there, 6'7", 330. My number two was Omar Brown. Outside of the specialist, he's the most accomplished player in this transfer out of all the transfers. So I saw him play against uh, Iowa State. I saw a soft film on it. Um, he's good. He's a proven tackler. He's very aggressive. Teams avoided throwing throwing his way uh, at their level. Uh, he's a good player. I, I I believe he'll start. He'll start at some point. And uh, number three for me was Palmer. Are you guys right with the camera? The Palmer, uh, yeah. At least he's yeah. a kick returner. He'll help at least, at least there. Uh, he has some experience. Uh, his pass catching seems like it isn't hasn't been great. It's been underwhelming. But uh, he runs routes well. He's, he's quick. But he fits the offensive identity that Whipple's trying to trying to incorporate. So he's a good addition. And I'm really just going off his experience. It was here Garcia, and I just went with him uh, since he's an LSU guy and Joseph's an LSU former coach. So those are my three. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna get going to agree with you once again, Gio. Uh, Trey Palmer, yeah, pencil him in easy. I'm also going to throw in Isaiah Garcia Castanado in that uh, realm. I think he – Tyler doesn't like him, but I do. Uh, the uh, guy that uh, I have here that I'm penciling in is Hunter Anthony because it's going to be a huge kick in the balls if we don't have one of these offensive linemen that are transferring in start, right? Offensive line is the weakest uh, position group on the team. And when Hunter Anthony comes in and he can't start, I don't know. I don't know what that says. I don't know if that says more about the uh, about what we brought in, or maybe maybe it's our offensive line. The guys that we really have here are studs. Right. But uh, <laughs> so I, I have those three uh, penciled in, and I wasn't going to include the kicker or punter in there. I, I felt that was cheating. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so so I think uh, Trey Palmer, I, I I do have him edging into a starting spot this year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, everything you guys said is good. Um, I think he's explosive. Um, you know, he, he he fits a little bit differently than a lot of the other prospects on this roster. He's a quick. Um, him and Alante Brown, I would love to see a foot race between those two because I think <laughs> they're the two fastest wide receivers we got. I'm gonna go Tommy Hill. Um, you know, if you look at the rankings, he's our number one uh, transfer. Like he, he's the guy that the recruiting services say he's number one. I am so high on him. The me naming Trey Palmer first, like almost as an oversight, because I think Tommy Hill is going to be the impact player. Um, I think he's going to push to be the number one corner. Um, he could also go to safety. There is that eligibility if that if if that's if uh, Omar Brown does take that corner spot. So there's a lot of flexibility with him. I think for sure he's starting. Um, the the third guy is tough because I, you know, part of me initially when I did this, I did pick kicker or punter, but then after every, I thought I'd kind of sneak them in and everyone would forget about it. And since since I I don't think that uh, I think we all kind of penciled them in as a starters. I am going to go with Hunter Anthony. Um, I'm not sure he'll start. I, I'm really not. Um, but I think that of any other transfer or JUCO. Him, him, and Omar Brown have the best shot, and because I think Tommy Hill will stay at corner, I, I think Hunter Anthony. I'm going to put Pizzle him in as the starter. All righty, cool. How about you, Derek? All right, I, I 
you guys totally screwed me up because I was going to just name off both quarterbacks and special teams guys. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It, this, this is a tough question, but I, I'll try to be different. I, I think Kevin Williams has a shot to start. Like he's got more experience on the on the interior offensive line, and that's where we need the help. I think the most right now. So I think he's got a good shot to start. I'll go with uh, – I, I do think Trey Palmer will probably start. I wanted to say Isaiah Garcia. I just – I don't I don't think both these receivers are going to start. I don't think they're going to knock out two, uh, Omar Manning and Xavier Betts to start. I just don't, I don't see that happening. Um, and then for the third guy, I, I'll, I'll agree with Omar Brown. I there's got to be a spot open. We know we have. There's at least a spot open for cornerback, and he's as proven as anybody else. So, alrighty, sounds like a plan, Scott. Yeah, I <clears throat> I got Hunter Anthony as pretty much a clean shot at getting a starting position on the offensive line. Um. I agree. I think it was Tyler who was talking about it, that if Hunter Anthony or uh, or uh, Kevin Williams don't end up starting on our offensive line, like I don't know what that means in our coaching room or in that position room. I, it could be the biggest red flag possible or it could mean nothing i don't know but i'm more inclined to think that that would be a huge red flag if somebody like hunter anthony can't come in and just be an immediate starter um i mean i guess he has to you know like compete or something um so that would be uh you know you got to consider that but um yeah i got hunter anthony as one i do agree um i think with tyler once again i think tommy hill i think tommy hill is probably probably one of the most talented guys that we've got coming in from Juco and transfers. Um, I mean, he's just got, I mean, from his high school to his transfer rating, I mean, he only dropped like, like zero one hundredths of a point. Like it's, it's almost negligible. Um, so obviously the scouts that are looking at him don't really see much of a drop off and still see a really high potential ceiling for the guy. So, um, the only thing that would make me question him just starting right away is just his uh, his lack of experience. You know, maybe there is maybe there's something there, but I I, I would bet Tommy Hill over uh, Omar Brown, um, but they're very very close, like very close. Um, so it would be like a nickel bet. Um, but then uh, third, I I'm gonna go with uh, Anthony Grant. I think that he might. I think that he might just show up and and prove something to uh, to Brian Applewhite, like just right away. Like he's going to be our freaking bowling ball, our guy that is our bell cow, the the, the dependable guy that um, can actually be a Greg Bell that stays. Um, that's that's kind of what what I'm betting on. It's kind of hard to that would be uh, definitely not a very uh, wise pick because there's just so many guys in our running back room, but for whatever reason, I just have this, this intuition that he's going to show up and, and make some moves. So those are my three guys. 
One thing I'll say about Anthony Grant, I found this hilarious, was he had a game that was so good that they actually came out with highlights on the game that didn't involve him. They had to come, they had to come out with a second section of highlight plays that just just that didn't involve him because he had taken up so many of the highlight plays that they felt they needed to put some more out there. You know, it, it's it's amazing with that running back room. Like, I don't know if we have an All-American. I don't know if we have an All-Conference guy. But, like, like there is going to be a backs that are just not going to see the field. And you're like, like I'm just going gonna, gonna to pick on him. But Jockey's Yant. You're, I mean, there's seriously a scenario where, like, wait, he doesn't see the field this year? Like, and it, it's going to happen. Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin, I don't know who the name is, but, like, I, I, I mean, there, there's going to be a name that's just, like, they don't play because there's only so many snaps to have. Right. And it right. that room has gotten really, really exciting. Well, that's because it's so mediocre. I mean, it's so mediocre right now. I mean – if if any of those guys that you mentioned right there were not to get any stamps, snaps, are you really going to be shocked? Yes, I mean, no, I, I you're think not. I, you're not going to be shocked at all because well, that, I'm not going to be shocked because I understand math and I understand that there's only so no, many you're not, like carries. You're not going to be shocked because they were all mediocre. There was nobody that was standout at that the, position. The resident just the resident Husker hater. No, I'm just saying. I mean, there, there's a reason why. The staff started so many different running backs and played so many running backs this year because nobody separated themselves. And maybe it was coaching, maybe it was scheme, maybe it was the players. I don't know, but nobody's going to blow your mind if they don't play this year. Well, since we're done with the argument, say about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my three guys. Our uh, number one, believe it or not, is Anthony Grant. I think he's not Greg Bell part two. Uh, Apple White was really excited about working with him. Um, and that's even after working so hard to get A.J. Allen here. Uh, he's ex- he's explosive when he hits the hole. He's got some good feet, at least from the uh, the uh, film that I watched. The guy just, he just has great balance, great feet, explosive, powerful. Uh, five foot eleven, two hundred and ten pounds. So, um, yeah, I I think Anthony Grant's going to be the guy that starts at running back. I think Omar Brown surprisingly beats out Tommy Hill for the other cornerback spot opposite Quentin Newsom. Uh, he wasn't thrown much. They didn't throw at his side of the field very much at UNI because <laughs> he was too good, and that's why he decided to hit the portal because he wanted to be challenged. Uh, his words, not mine. <laughs> So I, I'm just not sure Braxton Clark is ready for the big time. And maybe all the transfers that came in in the defensive backfield tells me that the coaches don't believe and Fisher and whatnot does not believe that guys like Braxton Clark and Miles Farmer and those guys are ready to really uh, take over for uh, the three guys that left. And then I have a sneaky feeling that Tyreek Johnson ends up transferring out after spring. Uh, So number two for me is Omar Brown. Number three is Trey Palmer, not just at pent return or kick return, but I think he could be Torre point 2.0. I think he might start in the slot. He's got plenty of speed. He's former five-star out of high school. Uh, So I think Trey Palmer comes in and he's in that top three rotation at wide receiver. Um, So yeah, those are my three. 
Uh, guys, do we have anything else we need to say on the topic of the transfers of the JUCO guys? Is there anything burning in your chest that you need to relieve yourself of? <laughs> Not me. No, we're fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, spring camp preview. Not going to take long. We'll just talk about it a little bit and then call it a night. And I forgot to change the video because you gave me seven questions, Justin. So sorry about that. I'm bad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> spring camp starts on February 28th. And uh, Justin kind of did some research and did some thinking and uh, collaborated with his fellow cousins about some things we needed to have answered. And first and foremost, let's go around the table and talk about the position group that you are most looking forward to watching heading into spring camp. How about, what do you think, Gio? Are you there? Oh, yeah, there I am. There I am. There you are. Yeah, I couldn't hear anything. (laughs) All right, I couldn't hear anything at all. So now we're previewing the uh, the five. My number one is uh, the QB competition. Uh, Thompson has two years of eligibility. Purdy has four. Purdy was recruited Mm -hmm. by Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel will be the quarterback in Oklahoma. He has one year of eligibility. So the fact that he's committing to Nebraska and committing to Whipple says a lot about at least the confidence he has in his own ability. He hasn't played a whole lot, mainly due to injury. But uh, he's supposed to be really good. So the fact that he's willing to bet on himself with four years of eligibility left, we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. He might be a lot better than we think. Um, as of now, I think Thompson will start. But I want to see what Purdy can do. And also just Will Smothers transfer. I want to see what Smothers' uh, future is. Uh, against Iowa, we had 24 carries. That's just not sustainable. Uh, number two, I have offensive line. Uh, we're going to plug in who we have at center, just guys on the roster, but they've never played center. So, you know, you can only call where you can block. You know, so we'll see how that evolves. Uh, and last season, the team gave up just excess sacks, excess pressures. So... We'll mm-hmm. see if, uh, like Ken said, if uh, Rayola will add any uh, more uh, linemen after spring ball. Um, and three, right. I have uh, running back. It's just completely wide open. I can see yeah. Anthony Grant starting. Uh, he had 241 carries last season, so he, you know, he's a workhorse. And he looked he looked good. He just he has a different dimension than what we have. Uh, a lot of the guys we have, it's just a bunch of guys. It's just more numbers and quality. Four offensive scheme. We just we just haven't seen a legit passing game uh, here in Nebraska. Want to see what the run pass ratio will be under Whipple, and if we have the linemen to protect, you know, they can call whatever they'd like. If they just can't, if we don't have a running game, and they and we're just constantly being pressured, it's just there's only so much you can do. And also, just how much the, the QB will run. Mm-hmm. Under his uh, scheme, interested in that, and uh, we're fa- they're going to be facing disciplined, physical Big Ten defenses. So it's not going to be as easy as the ACC. So we'll see uh, how it translates, and if he has his players, if he has the players already now. And uh, my last uh, question was just the defense overall. Just we're having a there's an overhaul in the secondary. 
Uh, key guys like Doman and Britt, Steely are leaving. These are these are key cogs in the team. Thomas, uh, Holu left, right, uh, Riley. So interested how mm -hmm. defensive tackle evolves because the team, they did well against the run on the edge, especially with Doman, but they were terrible just up the middle. Teams just easily just basic runs right up the middle. They're able to gain plenty of yards. So I want to see how defensive tackle evolves. And then, of course, you know, just pass rush. I don't know when the last time Nebraska had a pass rush. You know, we have guys that have right. good technique. The effort is there, but you just, they're just they're not getting there. You know, it's just – we had games where against Purdue and Minnesota come to mind where the team just couldn't get off the field. They just could not get off the field. Just long drives. You know, we just, yeah. just need a better pass rush. And it just hasn't been emphasized, you know, in a while uh, in the class. All right. And uh, those are my five. All right. Well, how about you, Justin? What position group are you looking forward to watching in spring? It's got to be the wide receiver group here. Uh, everything with the wide receivers, the guys that we brought in, you know, the guys that I mentioned earlier, Castanada and Trey Palmer, I want to see how they're going to compete, see if they can take away some time from, you know, the guys like uh, uh, Omar Manning, Xavier Betts. I know a lot of people are big on them. They didn't really pan out like what a lot of people thought last last year. Uh, Oliver Martin, what's his role going to be on the team next year? Uh, there's a lot of younger guys out there, but uh, I'm really looking forward to see how this is going to shake up. You know, you have – there's a lot of talent out there, and then you have the Mickey Joseph uh, equivalent out there, you, or you got the Mickey Joseph thing out there with his great coaching ability to see mm -hmm. what he can get out of the guys that we have on the roster currently and the guys coming in. So I'm really looking forward to how that shakes out. Alrighty. I dig it. I dig it. How about you, Tyler? What position group are you looking forward to watching? Oh, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of them were hit there. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say wide receiver. I, I think that's that's where my head is at. I mean, you, you also you don't have the fact that you have two really good four star wide receivers, Crawford and Bonner, who aren't gonna be in there. Knowing that those two guys really are gonna be competing for a spot, like where does this shake out at? Um again, I you know, I'm gonna count by trait, so I, I pay attention to numbers and I'm just like, okay, there's gonna be a six person rotation. Like, who is not making the team? Like, who is not out there? And it, it's just – it's baffling. Like, it, it – and, again, when we get to the the hot questions, um, that might even make it a little bit more why I'm struggling with this. But, like, I'm really intrigued on who isn't – who isn't going to be the guys um, that are going to get playing time. So. All righty. How about you, Derek? Man, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm a little shocked here. I did not expect wide receiver to be the number one group here. Uh, I, I I thought quarterback would be the easy one, but I, I'm going to go with offensive line. We're replacing a four-year starter at center. We have no clue who's going to be starting there. Uh, we don't know who's going to be anywhere. We, I mean, is, is Ben Hart off this offensive line starting position? Is Corcoran going to move inside? Is I So many questions on that offensive line. I that's what makes it so intriguing to me is I, th I think there's a possibility you could see five different starters. Derek, Derek the Go reason ahead, why Tom. offensive line is not for me is because Corcoran and Prochaska are not going to be participating in this ring ball. So right. I don't know what you're going to learn. Like when two guys 
like are that are starting. Those both those guys, I mean, unless their injuries are so bad that it keeps them out, those two guys are starting. Yeah. Like, I mean agreed. That's what kept so, him out for me, Tyler. And so yeah, I mean, I just mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, I think what you learn, I think what's gonna be interesting is where you what do you do with Corcoran? I think that's what you learn this spring. Because do you need to move him inside, whether it be center or guard or whatever? Do you, I mean like do I mean that's what I think you learn, but I, I mean that that that's scary. That that well, is scary. Tyler to add to that, I mean on the offensive line right now with the injuries that are going on, the only interesting piece is who is taking those snaps. You know, who is snapping the ball on offensive line at this point? I mean, like, that's Trent Hickson, intriguing. right? It's got to be Hickson at this point, right? I mean, I mean, right? I, there's day no one. guarantee. That's the whole problem right there. There's no guarantee of who's going to start or who's going to be taking snaps where. But I think with the injuries, I don't know how much you learn because by the time fall camp comes – it's probably going to look a lot different, right? I mean, maybe. Well, you know, you're getting two starters back wherever they end up playing, whether they stay at tackle or they move inside, or one of them moves inside. I mean, yeah, I mean, still a lot of moving pieces. There's, still there's a lot there. of moving pieces. I mean, I, I'm guessing Nebraska right about now is having open tryouts for center. I have eligibility. I might go in. Uh, the, yeah, why don't Tyler call, get it? Get call the center, soccer man. team. Call the soccer team. That's what we do. My God, I would die. I, I, I rode a I rode a soccer a, team, dude. I, I rode a bike in Sedona. I got like seven miles in, and I literally like they almost had to air vac me out the mountain. I was like, I I can't move. Like, so no, because yeah. your big ass swallowed the seat. <laughs> I couldn't hear. I thought it was the five preview questions. I didn't know it was a position group. No, dude, dude, you're all good. You're all good, man. Uh, those were great questions. I appreciate your input Mine's on cornerback, that. Cornerback, though. Um, cornerback, quarterback. Yeah, the corner. Yeah, I hear you. No, not quarterback. Cornerback. No, corner. Corner. Oh. Okay. Replacing Cam Taylor Britt. I'm here. Yeah, here in okay. Big Ten honors. He's one of. He was our. He was our number one starter for, for a number of seasons. So he was just a, a definite. Mm-hmm. Our best player, really, overall. He, he's the best years. player under the Frost era. I, I think that, I mean, at this point, you would look at him and say he's been the mm-hmm. best overall player. I know you could argue Jojo Doman, too. No, he's up there. He just had more injuries, but he's up there. But uh, it's hard to replace that that corner. Chenander, he plays aggressively against the run with linebackers, so he needs corners who can play man and, and can tackle. And that's hard to find. So we'll, that's my number one. Right. How about you, Scott? Injuries aside with Brahaska and Corcoran, I am still putting offensive line as my number one priority. Um, even though I could pick other rooms that I'm excited to see, ultimately I just I I want to know what's going on in our offensive line room. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they're scheming. I want to know what they what what the locker room talk is about. I want to know who's going to come out as a leader. Who's going to come out as an alpha dog. Um, and who's going to lead this offensive line to better, better, uh, better days. Um, cause I mean, even with Prohaska and Corcoran being injured and needing to recover from that and, uh, you know, let's say they, they get better and, and they still in the, earn the, the, earn the starter spot. Um, there's still a possibility that they don't, um, and who's gonna, who's gonna fill in for them. Who's going to be the, uh, who's going to actually be the center. Who's going to be our snapper. Yeah, I'm um, with you, Scott. I mean, I think it's very 
you know, everybody wants to know. I just don't know how much you will learn in the spring. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to know, including the staff, is going to know how that's all going to shake up till the fall. I just yeah, and I look at it. Keep players out to make that decision. Because even I guess if I somebody see... does show up at tackle, it's like, okay, well, is that new guy, is he going to be better than what we have? You know? I mean, is it tough yeah. to be better than what we had? I Our I just look at it like, I want to know. <laughs> I, I think Turner Cochran, I think he was he very graded, solid. PFF-wise, he graded lower than Ben Benhart. Hey, he was, he was a young guy. All these guys are going to be young. Even Hunter Anthony coming in. I mean, it's not like that he – Hunter Anthony coming in and the Northern Colorado kid, uh, Kevin Williams coming in are going to be guys that can take those spots right, right away from them. Cause they, they're not, I, I'm not saying they are. I just, I, I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think you're going to see a lot of people taking different snaps in different positions. I think it's interesting to see what's going to happen. It makes it interesting, but it, there's, you're not going to find anything out about it. And, and what's, and what's the most interesting about this is the coach. I mean, I mean, we, yeah. I know on our podcast, we really talked about Rayola. And, like, though, again, all due respect, that was the most questionable hire that Frost made. And that's oh, being yeah. polite. Like, and he's got the toughest job. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's sitting there and, like, well, Ethan Piper, let's try you at center today. Like, I mean, it, it's literally, I feel like it's, I mean, I don't envy it. I really don't well, envy it. The, the biggest thing that Rayola has going for him is when I heard that his technique is completely different from what Greg Austin was showing. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if his technique is completely op- opposite, well, that's got to be fuck. He, I'm sorry, effing good. It's Costanza. <laughs> he's he's Costanzing it. <laughs> if, if whatever I did is wrong, the yeah, opposite yeah. must go be the right. the opposite way and we'll be good, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go opposite of my instincts. And that that's what's going on. So I, I yeah. It makes sense. Well, and, well, that's that's what uh that's what I'm most interested to find out is what is he going to say like when they have conferences and when he has to stand in front of the podium and answer uh questions like what he how is he like going to answer those? <laughs> like what is he going to say? I want to like even though we're not going to get much I think that all of the other position groups is exciting as say wide receiver, quarterback room, um, same thing with our defensive backs and and our inside and outside linebackers. Like those are really exciting positions. I could really, really focus on the excitement behind those, but dang it, I need to I need to know what in the world you guys are thinking with offensive line, even if it's just a breadcrumb. Right. Like I need to I'm gonna eat that. Like I wanna know what the hell you're thinking. And so that the the so that I don't sit here and drink Kool Aid, I can drink reality sauce, and and I can try and maybe orient myself to what is going to be the Achilles heel. That's not how Frost operates. We're not going to know jack shit from Shiola until they come out in Dublin (laughs) and play a game. We're not going to know nothing because we're going to walk in. We're going to watch a spring game that'll be as vanilla as vanilla can get. It's there's we're just not going to know. And the guys that are probably going to play on all those spring game teams are guys that aren't going to see hardly any playing time in the fall. So the fact is, you know, it's hard to figure out which position group I'm looking forward to most heading into spring camp, except for me, it would be quarterback. You know, it just has to be quarterback because Martinez is gone. 
Smothers is quote unquote the heir apparent until we went and got two transfers. And God bless him, he's stuck around. If I were him, I'd have been in the transfer portal yesterday because you know he's not going to likely be the ideal fit for the Whipple offense. But um, yeah, quarterback, quarterback's what I'm concerned about uh, because if you ain't if you ain't got a guy that can figure out how to throw more touchdown passes than interceptions. It's going to be a long damn season, and Martinez barely threw more touchdown passes than interceptions last year. Only four more. So uh, at least Casey Thompson threw 15 more touchdowns than he did interceptions. So I'm curious about quarterback, and I'm curious to see how hard Purdy and somebody like Smothers can push him, if at all possible. So um, anyway, I think that pretty much wraps that particular part of spring camp up. Why don't we get into our rapid fire questions real quick? Let's do it. Now these aren't up for debate, unless you, Justin, do you have something? No, no. Oh, okay. These aren't up for debate. We're not going to debate the answers. You have 15 seconds to answer this question. So we'll go around the table. I'll give you the question, and you can give me an answer. Half the time, you can probably say just yes or no, and we can move on. <laughs> but if you want to expound on any of it, you've got 15 seconds. Otherwise, I'm going to buzz you or Justin's going to get pissed because he needs to go to bed. Um, got to piss, man. Got to piss. Oh, you got to piss. So we got to get through these seven quick. All right. So uh, starting with you, Giovanni, do you think there will be an actual true quarterback composite competition for the starting QB in spring? No, I see Thompson. He's, he's too experienced. Purdy's barely played. He's had several injuries. I think Thompson will be the starter. All right. Justin? No, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback competition at all. I think, uh, you know, we've done a good job at getting guys here, but I think that job was promised to to Casey Thompson and the way that he's coming here and taking the leadership as he has. He knows it's going to be him. Oh, you just got in under the buzzer, dude. (laughs) That's what she said. What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no I, I'm with you guys. I don't. The, the only caveat to that is I know Casey Thompson has been injured, um, yeah. pending injury and health. Um, but no, I think he, I think he is the starter. I think that um, the coaches will play it up. The coaches will play up a competition, but I, I don't think there ever will be a real one. All right, Derek. I think yes. I think there will be. Uh, I think Casey Thompson probably has a leg up on everybody, but yes, I think there will be competition. All right, Scott. Yeah, I think there will be competition, just like Derek said. Um, Thompson definitely has a leg up on the other guys, but if anything, there's going to be a competition for that number two spot because I think that if Logan Smothers is a fighter like he's obviously been and has been in the program for a little while, I think that he's going to fight tooth and claw to get that number two position. That wasn't the question, Scott. The Scott was for starting quarterback. <laughs> I know, but if uh, Thompson, if Thompson, if Thompson doesn't pan out, if Thompson so just doesn't say pan no, out, there's no question. I just no. feel like they have to win. They need to win now. And I've seen Ken yeah, tweet yeah. that they need to start off four and two, and Thompson gives you the best chance. You know, you don't can't have growing pains with Purdy. He just hasn't played enough. I I get you. I get you. Uh, I think there's going to be a true competition for the backup role because I think Thompson's going to be the starter. So that's my spot. That's what I say. Uh, Question number two, and I kind of alluded to this in my answer to the uh, first point going into spring camp. 
Can Logan Smothers find a fit in the Mark Whipple offense? Now, take note, it doesn't say find a fit at quarterback. It just says find a fit. Do you think there's something Logan Smothers can do in the Mark Whipple offense? Go ahead there, uh, Gio. No, not with the amount of running backs brought in this class. So I don't see where else he can play. He wasn't athletic enough wide receiver-wise. He didn't stand out like Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey could have easily paid receiver, but but uh, Smothers, no. I, I don't see it. There's just too many numbers okay. of running back. I don't see what else he can do. All right, Justin. I think Logan Smothers is the only person – uh, at quarterback on the roster right now that could give Casey Thompson a run for their money. And he oh, would wow. have to be able to perform big time in the spring to upset uh, Casey Thompson. But, you know, he's been under Frost for a couple years now. He knows what's expected out of Frost and what the team and the, all that the team culture is. Uh, he's the only guy. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But uh, I'm going to say yes. Just snuck under the buzzer. He's a a talker. Yeah, yes, yes, he does, and yes, it's that quarterback. I mean, I I think that he he obviously is the guy that you look at from a fit, but I think talent is talent, and I think that Whipple is going to recognize it. And let's not pretend like he isn't Logan Smoke. uh, He isn't Luke McCaffrey. I mean, he is a better passer than Luke McCaffrey was. Um, I, I I think that he is a real threat in the quarterback room for that backup spot. Alrighty. I, I agree. I, I think he's absolutely got a spot for a, a quarterback. Everybody forgets Kenny Pickett was mm-hmm. recruited to play as a running quarterback, and he came in and did what he did. So, I yeah, I think with Mark Whipple as his quarterback, I think absolutely he could find a spot to do something. All right. Scott? Yeah, I think he could absolutely be uh, a good piece to the Whipple puzzle. Um, I think if there's anything Whipple can do, he can coach him with with better throwing mechanics and maybe tap into his psyche a little bit better um, to uh, make better decisions. And if anything, he could be like a Swiss Army knife type thing uh, where Whipple can use him with like 200 IQ and and throw him in there with another quarterback and do the do the double quarterback type situation just to really mess with the defense and keep them on their toes. Yeah, I'm I'm with all of you guys. Uh I think Logan Smothers is going to give Purdy all he wants uh when it comes to competing for the backup spot. I really do. I think he's going to be because I uh you know what? Casey Thompson was a dual threat quarterback when he was recruited out of high school. He played the option in high school. Um so was what was Purdy? He was what the 6th rated dual quarterback coming out of high school. So I don't think Whipple recruited those guys just to stand in a pocket and throw. I think he recruited them because he knows they're athletic, just like just like Logan Smothers is. So I think he fits, and I think a challenge is pretty hard for that backup spot. Uh, question number three, what position group is your biggest concern headed into spring camp? Go ahead, Gio. Offensive line. Has to be offensive line. Center. I just wanted to see – at least one new uh, incoming transfer start. Just the unit, they may be good individually, but as a unit, they've really struggled. There's always, a, it yeah. seems like almost every play, one one or two offensive linemen are struggling. So it's all line. <laughs> you did good, <laughs> Justin. 
Yeah, the correct uh, and only answer to this question is offensive line. The offensive line was a pile of shit last year, and it's not going to – we we all need to see it a lot better. we got to see how these transfers are going to come in and maybe impact that. The injuries are going to hurt, sure. like we said. But, yeah, that's yep. the biggest concern. Tyler? O-line. 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 Derek? O-line. Uh, repeat. Yeah, Scott, repeat. Yep. 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 Me too, O-line. <laughs> O-line followed very, very closely by defensive line, but O-line is definitely the biggest concern. Uh, <laughs> this is a great question, and it's going to be really hard for you to come up with an answer in 15 seconds, but who will emerge as the number one punt returner? All I can say is thank God that Cam Taylor Britt's gone. Um, go ahead, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still go with Palmer. He just has more experience. Uh, I, I, I'll go with him. I, I don't think there's anyone else we have that we should at least start off returning punts. All right. I Go ahead, Justin. I, I agree. It's, it's, it way. has to be Palmer. It's going to be the biggest kick in the nuts next year if it's going to be somebody that was already on the roster last year that comes in to return punts. It has to be a newcomer. It has to be Trey Palmer. <laughs> Yep, uh, Tyler. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I really want to say Oliver Martin, but I'm going to go with Trey Palmer. I think he edges out. Oliver I will Martin. kick you in the nuts, Tyler. <laughs> edges out Oliver Martin. Oh, the Oliver Santino Martin. Panico of 2022. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Derek. There will be riots in Nebraska if Trey Palmer is not the return <laughs> the returner on punts. I mean, I people will be pissed. My God, what if he's not, Derek? <laughs> there will be riot, riots. I'm telling you right now. We'll we'll meet in you will, you downtown will see with fa- some riots. You will see the fans leave the stands and tackle <laughs> whoever the hell's fair catching that punt. Oliver Martin <laughs> comes in. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Scott, I'm guessing you've got the same answer. Oh yeah, yeah. Trey Palmer, hands down. I agree. If we don't see him out there with the first punt return, it's gonna. <laughs> Is going to be odd, but I mean, it would be pretty. Uh, it'd be pretty neat if uh, if if, uh, if if Oliver Martin took took one to the house just right away. So everyone's <laughs> like, "What are we doing?" And then we get a touchdown, and it's like, "Okay, <laughs> that's fine." It's amazing what would change if we actually blocked on a punt return. Maybe would things would cool. look different. Do you think the staff knows that that's an option this year? What punt returning so. a touchdown? No, like blocking. <laughs> blocking. <laughs> Blocking's a good option. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna go with you guys. I was gonna say Malcolm Hartsog just to be a jerk, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be Trey Palmer. They didn't recruit him to just play slot. They knew what he they had in him. Mickey knows what he's got in him. He's got all that wiggle you want for a punt returner, and he's fearless. So, uh, yeah, definitely Trey Palmer. Who is, question five, who is the under-the-radar guy that will get the most buzz on offense this spring? Is there somebody under the radar that you didn't see coming that's going to get some buzz? What do you think, Gio? Who's on the roster or who's coming in? Uh, any yeah. Either or, coming in or on the roster. We've mentioned uh, at least the starters. Um, I'll, I'll just go with Garcia. I didn't mention him in my top uh, three. It looks like he, he fits right in, at least in the slot. Looks like he can get open short yardage. Whipple likes to throw quick passes, very quick short passes, underneath passes, and he fits that mold at least. Okay. Yep. How about you, Justin? My under the radar guy, radar guy is going to be tight end James Carney. 
with Travis Vokalek out this year, I think some of these younger guys are going to have a lot of chances to make a name for themselves. I think a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, you're going to hear James Carney making some plays and some uh, post-practice reports. So that's my guy. James Carney. Uh, Vocalex out for the year, or is it just the spring? Well, he's out for the spring. Okay, okay. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? I'm gonna go Latrell Neville. Mm. Um, he, he was a guy that I was really high in at, at coming out of high school. I think there's a lot of wide receiver names. I'm really excited to see what uh, what happens when uh, uh, Mickey Joseph gets his hands on him. I mean, he, he is the, uh, the second tallest wide receiver on the roster. Um, I, I think that he really can come in and compete um, from Texas. I, yeah, I'm really high on him and I think he can make a name for himself. All right, Derek. I'm going to go with Will Nixon. I think he's kind of made a name for himself slightly and the bat and the, uh, you know, the last couple of years, he's kind of made a name for himself just hasn't broke through. And I think this is a good year for him to do it. All right, Scott. I actually had two. One as a backup in case somebody said it, but I had Latrell Neville um, as the the guy that I'm that I'm thinking as well. Um, and then I had Will Nixon as a backup in case nobody said him. So it was like, all right, well, but I'm going to go with Latrell Neville. I I like like Tyler said, tall, tall dude, and I'm I'm curious to see what Mickey Joseph can do with that guy. <laughs> Did anybody have Cooper Jewett on their? Uh, I on almost their picked him just for comedy. Oh God, for comedy! That's for comedy, nice, I mean, he's an athlete. He's an athlete, but you know, I don't know what what they I had him and Zach Winemaster because I'm a Winemaster guy. But it don't matter what that name is. Well, I'm going to go with Logan's mothers. Really? Uh, yep. Everybody's talking about Thompson and Purdy and the transfers and whatnot. I'm going to go with Logan's mothers. I think he's going to make some people wonder, well, why the hell wasn't he playing more last year? Uh, so that that's my under-the-radar guy is Logan Smothers, the guy that everybody thinks is going to transfer after spring. Um, question five, who's the under-the-radar under the radar guy? Or No, we're on six. My bad. I can't count. Uh, who's the under-the-radar guy that will get the most buzz on defense this spring? Go ahead, Gio. Under the radar on defense? Yep. I think it's pretty settled who's going to start. I don't really really have anyone on the radar on D. Just to, unless it's just a corner, just the, one of the corners coming in. Uh, they could just be depth or play nickel. Uh, but the starters are pretty much cemented on, on defense. Uh, maybe one of the safeties coming in, possible. Singleton? Singleton, maybe uh, Javier Morton, somebody like that. Maybe a safety. I think Morton could play both, cornerback or safety. Mm-hmm. So, um, Justin, what do you think? All right. So for on defense, the guy that's going to get the most buzz uh, under the radar, guy that's going to get most buzz is going to be Jalen Weaver. That dude last year, he came in with all that size last year. You know, six foot eight, three hundred twenty pounds, big body dude. Everybody loved him. I think this spring. Everybody is going to continue that love affair that they have with Jalen Weaver, plugging all those holes. And I think he's, I think he's going to be the guy. Everyone's going to love him and want to see him in the fall, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you, Tyler. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with Noah Pola Gates. Uh, Noah Pola Gates, um, right now I think you brought in a lot of safeties. I think a lot of people presume, whether it be a Tommy Hill moving over, Singleton, um, I think people think he could start, uh, Isaac Gifford. I, I think that people have kind of written off Noah Pola Gates as a guy that was a high recruit that's not panning out. I, I don't really think he's going to compete for a starting spot. I think he might be the guy by the end of camp. I, I'm really high wow. on what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I, I think he is kind of that guy that people have written off that's going to make a name for himself this camp. All right, Derek. Uh, I went with Nash Hotlocker. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I okay. think he's probably going to be your third starter on on the defensive line. I think he'll be, do a good job. I He got some playing time last year, but he was I, – I don't know. I, I just went with him, I guess. All right, Scott. I actually went with a guy who wasn't really – didn't really stand out all that much last season, but I went with uh, Randolph Kapai. Um, reason being is because he was a pretty high, highly touted recruit, top 250 um, when he was recruited for the class of 2021. And um, I just – I don't know. I just think that he's going he's gonna to take a step in the right direction this season. All righty. My under-the-radar guy on defense this spring is going to be – oh, crap, what's his name now? I just thought of him, and it went away. <laughs> the dude with all the long hair. The oh, – doggone it. That doesn't know it down Clements. there, man. Clements. Complete, oh, Ma, uh, Etiva Malga Clements. Yeah. Outside line – or inside linebacker. Uh, when he, he, he came in late in the game against Buffalo, and he was kind of all over the field. You can you knew it. We he were was. clear up at the top, and you knew he you knew who he was because <laughs> all that air was flying around behind him, and he went at a hundred and fifty miles an hour. I think you're going to hear something from him this year. So Ediva Malga Clements is my guy, and question number seven, which has absolutely effing nothing to do with football. Do you think Fred Hoiberg will return for a fourth season? I'm going to answer first and say, God Almighty, please no. No. Go ahead, Gio. I hope not, but I read that it's an $18.7 buyout, so I, I don't think yeah. Nebraska basketball should pay that. It's just – it's basketball. It's not worth it. They, uh, He's probably going to end up getting – If they made a bad hire, stick with it for a few years, maybe reach a lower buyout, but mm-hmm. um, they could yeah. use that money elsewhere. I wouldn't want to see that kind of buyout for basketball. Yeah. Justin, Justin. No, he should not be allowed to come back to ruin this program any farther. And I'm going to stop there so I can queue up the question for these remaining three people to ask the questions like, well, who are we going to get? Because I know what's coming. Mark Turgeon. But go ahead, Tyler. I, I think he should be brought back. I yeah, because who are we going to get? That, that no, it's just... <laughs> I, it's, it's not even that like i mean it, nebraska basketball is probably our second sport um third sport maybe after volleyball it, i i just i'm not the fire the coach guy i just don't yeah, think but you don't a, even watch basketball because they suck so bad so why pretty, would they not re- bring in a good coach well, that'd be great what who are they gonna get? <laughs> see? see? But you're not watching basketball because they're so bad under you know Hoiberg. What? I I hear Coach K is on the market. He it, so maybe we'll bring him in. Well, I'll tell you, I do watch the games. 
And I will tell you, yeah, I do, I do think he should probably be brought back because if they're going to give Frost a, a fifth year, they ought just well give him an extra year. I think he needs to revamp some stuff and change some shit up. But yeah, I think he should get another shot. Scott, uh, I've been watching all the games this year, and it's been painful. Um, <laughs> I, I. I I think he's gonna I think he should stay just simply because of the buyout, like Giovanni pointed out. Um just let him stay <laughs> one more year. We've got a lot of talent. Um, but geez, he's clearly an NFL mind or NFL, an NBA mind that hasn't translated to uh college ball he got aside fired from in the NBA. Yeah. Bill I know. Moose is the worst athletic director that Nebraska's ever had in their life. He hired the two worst coaches ever. He well. Let- the coaches that everybody wanted. He, yeah, that's yeah. his problem. He didn't do his due diligence. He let the fans decide who those coaches were. Well, he it worked out pretty well with Will Bull. And let the Twitter yeah. poll decide who those guys were going to be. And we yeah, got who those, figured these, these Will Bolt would have been the best hire he made. Who would have figured? It was just the most <laughs> painful thing watching. He had one stomped by Northwestern. Came out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, doggone it. You know what? We just, actually went longer than we did last month and we only had three topics how the blazes did we do that well we did so uh let's get to, let's just wrap this thing up so that uh poor tyler can go to bed and uh justin can drink himself to death um kidding kidding hey giovanni thank you so much bud for joining us tonight we really appreciate your input appreciate you uh putting up with us quite frankly it was an absolute blast to get to know you a little bit and uh thanks man really appreciate it Uh, thanks for having me and where can folks find you out there on the socials are you on facebook or are you just on twitter no just on twitter at at clutch underscore huskers all righty and uh justin you guys where can everybody find you you can find us on twitter at husker cuscast uh we have a facebook page I guess, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you can find us at our website, genredpod.com, where you can listen, subs- uh, subscribe, and download the show. You can also find us on the social media at facebook.com slash genredpod or at genredpod on Twitter. And uh, let's see here. Our YouTube channel, which we are streaming to right now, is Generation Red Live. And if you want to send us an email, that address is Gen R podcast at gmail.com. Go figure. Everything else is genredpod. Do you think I had the foresight to make our email address genredpod at gmail.com? But no, I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and you know what? I also discovered this week uh, that my podcast player has a like button for each episode. I don't know if you guys knew that, but most podcast players have that. So I've been listening to podcasts on Podcast Addict since 2017. And I just now discovered that there's a like button in the player. Anyway, if you want to help either one of our podcasts, please make sure you hit that like button when you're listening to an episode. Also make sure you rate and review our shows. Uh, it would help us get noticed. Uh, our next big red ra- round table will be March 13th. It's a Sunday, 7:30 PM central standard time where our guest or guests, if the other guys want to be a part of it, will be honky from the go big red cast, which is one of my favorite fan base podcasts the Husker Cuz cast notwithstanding and uh, give them a follow at go big red cast on Twitter, subscribe to their show on your favorite podcast app and tune in next month, which will be 
a fun mid-spring camp conversation. The podcast audio from this live stream will be available on Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on our Generation Red feed, so make sure you're subscribed. Anyway, on behalf of Scott and myself, Justin, Derek, and Tyler from the Husker Cuscast, and Giovanni from the Clutch Sports Network, we want to thank you so much for watching and listening. And until next time, go Big Red, and you know the deal, boys. Iowa. (laughs) Iowa's corn sucks. Yes, it does. We'll see you all next month. Thank mm-hmm. you.